Yeah, they had us the first half. I'm not going to lie. Oh, could be Wayne. I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh. I love it, baby. Them orange britches. Something about them orange britches. Ball hit high in the air in the right field. Going back to Sayre. And Tennessee can say hello win column. A grand slam in the bottom of the ninth. You can't draw it up any better. We just won a basketball game, and we're very happy right now. I made up my mind. I don't expect to ever look back. I'm going to stay at the University of Tennessee. Yeah! Rid it, dit to do, and welcome into more important issues. It is Wednesday, April 20th. I know um, you guys coming at you a day earlier. Well, and back to our normal schedule, normal regular programming. Um, used to be Wednesday, so it's good to be back in the saddle here. But just for one week, um, just for one week, is me and Lana will both be out of town tomorrow. Um, so making the most of it because we've got it's baseball season. So. We're not gonna miss. We're not gonna miss an episode during baseball season. And I know right. you're going. What, what about last week? And well, thank you can you can thank Allegiant for that one. So <laughs> free Tony, free Tony. Um, I, I hope if you're on campus or around campus, I, I hope you got a chest bump today. That's um, I didn't know if he could top a lemonade stand and free pizza, but I think he did. Yeah, I mean. I'd pay two dollars for a chest bump. <laughs> yeah, that seems a little steep. I saw they were throwing out a you could get um, a, a toss at the the dunking booth for a dollar. So maybe we need to listen, Tony. I know we got to pay for that new stadium and stuff, but we may need to talk prices. Yeah, but they'll pay it. That's I mean, true. all those I girls think... that got off early to to go down there and and chest bump with Tony. That's true. Shout out, shout out. That was um, SAE had to pay back after kicking off. Wasn't it them that kicked off? Uh... Oh, is that who it was? <laughs> I think it was them. Does Tony, is Tony aware? Dude, of those guys suck. <laughs> hey, it's for, it is for a good cause for Wounded Warriors. Um, love to see the the Tennessee um, Tennessee staff, Tony Vitello, the athletic department making the most of uh, not a fun situation as I think everyone can agree. You never want to touch a uh, an umpire. And I know you guys were saying, weren't you all? cheering on the girl who harassed him in the airport. I wasn't necessarily cheering it on. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying Ted Lasso had some good advice when there's some bad officiating. Um, but yeah, you know, you'd like to have him back for, you know, you would have had him back for Friday night if it was just the ejection. So not a fun situation, but also Jeffrey's a little B word. I mean, he, he dove, um, you know, in a lot of other leagues, he, he gets a card for that, um, for, for simulating there. But, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, flop. Flop for sure. Uh, Tennessee is going to Florida this week. Hope you guys caught the bat flip, bat flip at 630 where Landon and Dylan recapped the whole weekend for you and, and previewed Florida a little bit. There's also been some news, breaking news since the bat flip came off. Uh, Kendall Rogers tweeted that uh, their left-handed pitcher, Hunter Barco, is it, it said he's going to be shut down indefinitely with elbow discomfort. I'd imagine that puts him out of the weekend series um, with Tennessee coming down to Gainesville. Yeah, and he, he's their best pitcher by far. I think his ERA is, is right around two-something. It's one of the best in the SECs. And the SEC also 
Um, 69 strikeouts on the year. That That's one of the top nice. five. Yeah, nice. In the SEC as well. So, yeah, really – I mean, we lose Dolanders, so it, it's not like it's – you know, oh my God, we're only going to lose this series because Hunter Barco's <laughs> gone down. No, and we don't even have our head coach for two of those games. So I don't want to hear any any excuses from Florida. Right, and, and listen, I'll, I'll go this from a Tennessee fan that's cheering for the number one team in the country, consensus number one for three weeks now. I'll, I'll take everyone at their best. I don't, I don't need a, I don't need a down team. Um, to feel good, to to feel comfortable going into a weekend series. This team's taking care of business, even when the cards have been stacked against them. Uh, last weekend um, against Alabama, you look at traveling down to uh, what all the old Miss fans throw out as just this rowdy environment. And they only put about 300 people in the stands last night to a loss to is that Southeast Missouri. Who is that? Who they lose to? Uh, yeah, Semo. Yeah. So um, you know. Tennessee can do it goes into Vanderbilt has to deal with that just obnoxious old man that should not even be allowed in the stadium um shouldn't be allowed within 100 feet of any school let alone an elementary school you're talking um, about Tim to, Corbin or the Vandy Wilson oh, you're right I do need to clarify they've got two guys there that <laughs> so you know Tennessee can handle it it, it does kind of you know it does suck you don't want to see a guy go down with injury no matter you're rooting against him or for him um but like you said it's it you know, it doesn't really shouldn't change the landscape of this series too much as far as when you look at Tennessee's it, it is kind of part of especially baseball when you play so many games, it kinda is part of it. You're gonna have guys that are out games due to injury. Um, gotta have other guys step up. And, you know, Tennessee had that Saturday night when Dolander goes down in the first. And does Florida have that? Do they have the the pitching staff, the bullpen? You know, they don't have to go directly or bullpen. They get to start another guy, but do they have that to to go a series with somebody? Yeah, I mean that's to be determined. They're they're a team that's all over the place, a, a lot like the SEC. But they, you know, beat Alabama, then they lose to um, I had it written down. Oh, the, the lost LSU got swept by Georgia, mm-hmm. then beat Arkansas, then lost to Vandy. So they're they're just all over the place. I don't understand them. I, I think they do have some talent. I, I mentioned Hunter Barco on the on the bat flip that he is you know, their, their best pitcher. But, um, so, I mean, if you're Tennessee's lineup, you lose your best pitcher. I mean, you gain some confidence. You're licking your chops. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I think the Tennessee has the best lineup in the country. And if you think otherwise, I mean, you just, your opinion's invalid. You're arguing with the home run Kings. So exactly. So, um, yeah, get on our level. I mean, Florida is second in the sec in home runs. Um, Tennessee, I think, has 94, and I think 95. 95? Well, that one, speaking of Tim Corbin. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. Um, and then Florida's right behind them with, uh, like, 67, 68, something like that. So, <laughs> so I mean, it, it's not even close. No, and, you know, just looking at, and you, you mentioned that them getting swept by Georgia. I didn't watch the LSU series. I mean, that Thursday night loss at Georgia, that was a close game. That was a it's a team that's gonna stay in it. They're not necessarily gonna go away like Alabama does on Sunday. Um you, you think you'd get up a little bit more playing the number one team in the country, but it was our Super Bowl, Landon. So, you know, maybe we had more we had more on the line. Um mm-hmm. so but I mean you look at a team that's been so up and down that that one's a little bit more scary for me because it shows they can get up for games. Um, and when you're looking at how will they play Tennessee, 
it does it, it because you kind of you know not that Alabama was a bad team they're they are obviously I, I think they're gonna um they'll finish in the SEC where they want to be especially with the Mississippis being down um you know I think they're they put themselves in a good position but you kind of knew what you were going to get out of them obviously there's some fearful things there uh with what they brought and I thought they like you said, they probably hit Tennessee the best. You mentioned that on the bat flip. Florida, though, it seems that, that they can that they can play, and, and they, you know, maybe you do put them away. They don't seem to go away fast. Maybe you do put them away fast, and they, maybe they don't get up for a Saturday, Sunday after that. But the right now, it seems like um, on days they want to play, they can play. I, I don't know how that mentality works with them, um, but they do get up for games, and if you're going to get up for anyone, it's going to be the number one team in the country coming to your house. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they're six and nine in the conference so far. So again, kind of middle of the pack, kind of like everybody else besides Tennessee and Arkansas. And they were able to beat Arkansas, which I don't, it was at Florida. So, you know, I do think they're a lot better at home than they are on the road. And I don't know if that has to do with their youth or, or what exactly it has to do with, but they have, they've um, got a big ballpark. Oh yeah. It's massive, massive. Um, so we'll see. I think Tennessee should definitely win the series. And, you know, you beat Ole Miss, you swept Ole Miss, you swept Vandy. You know, I'm not sitting here calling for a sweep because I know it's the SEC. And, you know, at some point you're, you're, you might hit a wall, but uh, I think Tennessee should absolutely win the series. Yeah. And we'll, we'll play you anywhere but Smoky Stadium. Um, and if we do lose, you know, who wants to be the number one overall seed? That's the, you know, they don't win national championships. So that's dumb. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I that, that's the dumbest argument of all time. I I don't get it. It what changes being the number one seed in the tournament to being the three seed or the the I think Coastal Carolina won it as the like eight or nine seed. What what changes it? I mean, you still got to play the same teams. Yeah, it it doesn't. Just like I mean, yeah, you you probably do. You know, talking about when Tennessee was undefeated, yeah, you you drop a game. It's part of it, but. Everyone, like, I kind of just want to get this one out of the way. It's like, I mean, if you can win them all, like, why not? I don't need to lose. I get it. It probably is going to happen, but I don't need to lose. Right. Um, yeah, whatever. It is what it is. Um, no, I, this is a – we, we kind of talked about this. It's a, Tennessee kind of has a fun outlook the rest of the season. I know I'm getting ahead of Florida, but looking at Florida, you get a chance to go into a rival that, you know – point blank they've they've been better than you in, in recent history and and you get to go in and um you kind of get to do your business as the number one team this is a the team you should want to really beat in the sec east um you know it's a team that a lot of you to you and dylan talked about how talented they are like it's a team that's hard to beat in the sec east so so going down there like you you have tennessee seems to enjoy being the hunted you have kind of all the chips laid out in front of you and they kind of have that laid out in front of them the rest of the way you've got teams that you really want to beat whether they're a rival they're historically good program that all their fans think you know tennessee's just really new to baseball they haven't been paying attention to college baseball because tony vitella mentioned this i don't know if you've listened to busting with the boys tennessee's had a ton of talent come through the right pieces haven't been in place for whatever reason you know to have you know just load loaded teams or something like that but there's been a ton of talent come through tennessee he mentioned the year before um uh blanking on his name all of a sudden he came here playing playing for the Reds from Farragut. Nick um, Senzel. Yeah, Senzel was, you know, was here the year before he got, you know, he got here. And um, you go back and and you know, re, you know, history passed that. Like Tennessee's got plenty of talent. So 
Um, yeah, but you know, it'd be nice to show it to those guys, number one overall, and they can cry on why and how Tennessee's new to baseball. But, the, you know, fact of the matter is it's present. We're kicking your ass. So enjoy it. Yeah, absolutely. I like that. You got me right, fired listen, up, Dale. You're welcome. I mean, listen, Georgia, I hate Georgia, but I would laugh at everyone that talked about the, the you know, 40 years crap. Like, who cares? We kicked your ass this year. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. <laughs> Exactly. We live in the present, not the past, for a reason. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Unless it starts feeling like 98 outside, then we, we get a little <laughs> yeah. fired up. Right. <laughs> right. Um, but, yeah, I, I do like what you said with uh, kind of a timing issue. I mean, Tennessee has had some really good players come through here. And, mm. you know, I think Chad mentioned that when he was on with us. Zerker, he was saying that it's just, you know, it, it's about timing. You know, you get a, a Nick Senzel, but maybe you don't have the pitching – um, maybe you have a dominant pitcher, you know, like a hoe shaver or or, or right. whatever, and it, it just, you know, maybe the lineup's not in place. So th- there's a ton of stuff that has to go into a really good baseball team. And when you're playing in a conference like the SEC where, where there's so many dominant players, right. guys that are going to be in the majors like Pete Alonzo and um, – Dansby Swanson and, and guys like that, that Sonny Gray, um, you know, it, you gotta, you gotta bring it, you gotta have it. And, you know, Tennessee's just now getting to the place where they got it and others don't and people don't like it. They don't like it. Ole Miss thinks they're going to get Tony Vitello, you know, when they fire Bianca, it's like guys, they're like, you know, Tennessee's small stadium, Tennessee doesn't support their baseball program, blah, 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 all this bull crap. He just got a check written for the stadium he wanted to build. He's getting – and then the deep pockets bull crap. Listen, if Nico – I'm not going to say his last name. Only Landon can here. If he can get paid $8 million, they can pony up the money for Tony Vitello. There's no doubt about it. And uh, and then, I mean, I think it's very clear too. Tony Vitello is is happy to be the man. He's not, he's not here – he's not, you know, picking up where – for Arkansas fans where Dave Van Horn left off. He's not doing that crap. He, this is going to be Tony. Like there's going to be something named after Tony Vitello before he leaves here. And, and I, I expect him to be here in the long run. And it, you know, it's, it's hard to say that as a Tennessee fan when you, you had the Kiffin thing, but it, you know, Kiffin didn't have the success Tony Vitello has. So it's, it's different. And, um, and he's the, he's coached the number one team in the nation. It's not like, there hasn't been any investment from his team or his staff or his, you know, administration. He is, he is looking at a monopoly board and the other players on the board are like, what do you, where do you want to build? What do you want? We're, we're going to pay you. We're going to give you all of our money. He's like, everyone's working for him right now. Why the hell would he leave that situation? Well, so it's just a silly And the argument. guys he's recruited and all that, if he is just, you know, even if it's the same amount of buy-in than it is everywhere else, which I, I think it's probably a little bit more when you look at how Tennessee's attacked NIL and how they've gathered around this baseball program. But, you know, when it's your guys, the stadium that you're built, why would you go to – you're the best team in the country. Why would you go to Ole Miss? They're a freaking dumpster fire right now. Yeah. That it, doesn't make an any abs- sense. It's an absurd take. And, 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 and Knoxville trumps Oxford – a thousand times out of a thousand. So they, they, don't the even play in, they don't even play in Oxford. They play in like University of Mississippi or whatever they name their town that that the campus is actually in. Fun fact. I think it's University of Mississippi. So they're not even in Oxford. They're even in a worse place. You hated your state so much you became Ole Miss instead of just Mississippi. 
<laughs> I uh, I too like there's something to the and it's funny Tony Vitello is like I think culture is overused and, and maybe it is and, and I know like I'm not saying nowhere else can replicate what Tony Vitello and what Tennessee has done but I mean there's something to kind of that like perfect unity like Tennessee fans love Tony Vitello by by everything we can tell Tony Vitello loves Tennessee fans this team loves the fans loves the university and and back there you know they reciprocate that it's there's like this just yin and yang going on right now and it's awesome it really truly feels like not only did you find a good baseball coach you also found like a really good fit and it seems like the the attitude that that the fans have isn't the attitude Vitello has there's not a single Tennessee fan you'll talk to that is pissed the way Tony acted on Saturday I think everyone would agree you don't want to get tossed for four games if you don't have to is what it is but it no one's going to sit here and, and complain about what he, especially when you got the result you wanted, but it's just like the, the hornet's nest is, is just alive and well. And, and, and maybe you can go get that at Mississippi, but it's really hard to freaking do because it's not just the team that's, that's riled up. It's, it's the fans, it's the admin. I mean, it's, it's, it's now the softball team. Like it's, it's just so much investment and rally around this team. It, it would be very, very, very hard to replicate all of that. Do you get it in the dugout anywhere, Vigos? I'm sure. It, you know, he is who he is. But to get it, you know, to get it 6,000 strong around you, everyone in that stadium any given weekend is fully bought in to what's happening. And, oh, and that's that's hard to replicate. Yeah, 100%. I mean, you look at um, anything that they do, like the um, – where they have kids – go run the bases. I mean, there's like a thousand kids on that field. I'm like, where, where did the, all these kids come from? <laughs> um, so, I mean, this, it's fully invested in, in, in Tennessee baseball and uh, even the media coverage, like these guys get to have a personality outside of, you know, right. playing on the diamond, you know, they get to have opportunities lined up for them because, you know, the media access and, um, you know, all, obviously that comes with the head coach of allowing them to do so, allowing them to have mm -hmm. this sort of personality where you're able to have like uh, Woggles, you're sell a Woggles shirt with your, you know, name on the back of it. Um, they're selling daddy hats. I mean, how many daddy hats are in the stands on, on a weekend? I mean, it's <laughs> insane. Some mommy hats here soon. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Is that it's for Aaron Weekly? Is that what we're going to do? I guess, dude. I mean, they, they, they busted out a daddy hat for Sunday, and that, that quickly turned to mommy. I think it's I think it's fitting. I think it's uh, it adds, like, a uniqueness to the softball. You know, they're obviously carrying over what baseball is doing, but it's, it's their own thing, and, and they do what they want to do. And they even got – looks like they have a fur coat now and, and dollar bills. I mean, dude, it's fun. It's, it's a fun it's time a to be a ball. Thing. We just got swag now. That's right. Swagged out. Swagged out. But the look, they're playing Virginia Tech tonight. I think they're in third in the country. I don't know what okay. that, that score is. Maybe we get maybe we get some more uh some more weekly bombs. I'd like that. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um and we had so much fun this weekend. I know we talked oh about it on gosh, Sunday dude. a little bit, but it, it was a lot of fun. Oh yeah, and uh, I, listen. I was asked, what could the baseball program do for me? I like what Landon said. When you rebuild this team, just give us like a 10-foot by 10-foot gated area in right field and let us have at the right fielder. Just yeah. let us tee off on them. And don't worry, my voice carries on Fridays and Saturdays. By Sundays, it's toast. But Fridays and Saturdays, 
you can bet the home plate umpire is going to hear me. Yeah, let me drop buy a drink package too. So, <laughs> like a cruise, like they do on a cruise, yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, give us that, give us that ten foot by ten foot area. We'll we'll put more than uh, what the fire marshal would allow in there, and 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 we'll go at them. That uh, like you mentioned, Carlos didn't even make it into the lineup on Sunday after the Missouri game on Saturday. Um, the right right fielder, I know his name was Will. Don't know his last name. Don't care for Alabama. He got a night off thanks to Jeffrey. Um, so. You know, it just is what it is. Yeah, I like that. Um, yeah, hopefully the event staff lets us – him telling us to calm down, I'm like, dude, we're not cussing. We're just yelling. Well, he was like, he was, he was, was just a – he's a turd. Yeah. And, and I, the funny thing is – is I don't know, but it was we're, just – We're openly – I mean, the, the extent of his powers, we're openly making fun of him, and he can't do anything because we're not saying anything inappropriate. We're not <laughs> – like, I would have loved to try – like, honestly, if I gotten tossed from that game, I would have – it would have been a great story because it would have been from only the usher, um, and he would have had hell to pay for sure. I would have chest bumped him. <laughs> Lands out of there for four games. <laughs> I wonder if it's four home games or if you get to come back Sunday versus Florida. Oh yeah, it's got. I got to be able to come back. The, I mean, the cops, Kennedy Chandler. There's some UTPD officer. It looks like Kennedy Chandler. Um, if you all see him, maybe Kennedy. I don't know. Maybe found a new job. But uh, he came over there and was just. I mean, he was having a good old time. Just like, don't say anything about mamas, girlfriends, or cuss, and you're good. We're like, all right, well, well, you took away half our insults, but thank you. Um, <laughs> beyond that, we're good. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. <clears throat> Can't wait to do it again. I don't know. What, listen, somebody somebody gave me tickets on Sunday. I will pay for my tickets. I'm not saying to give them to me. Um, I mean, if you want to do that, I'm obviously not going to turn down a free ticket, but uh, hit me up if you're never able to make it to a game. Um, I may not even sit in your seat, so you could probably you know tell some friends that are that are coming they can have them. I'll probably be in right field. So uh, yeah, let's let's work something out there. You, you, need to, every game. you need to buy season tickets with me next year. Is what you need to do. <sighs> I mean, I'm listen. Landon's got more money than I do. I don't know if I can afford that MVP section. Yeah, that cheese was good though. That cheese about maybe drop that 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 cheese maybe about drop the money it costs for an MVP ticket. Dude, I'm under I'm undefeated when I have nachos in the stadium. Yeah, so everybody can blame uh, Landon for the Alabama loss, and then I, I guess Tech might count as a home game, so he, he probably didn't eat nachos at home. So, well, I wasn't at the game in person. I'm undefeated when I eat nachos in, in Lindsey Nelson. So now, when do you eat them? Like, did you go? Because we didn't go and get nachos until like the third or fourth inning on Sunday. Did you get some pregame too? No, not pregame. Um, no pre-game I, I usually go like fourth fourth inning. Some honcho nachos. That's what they need to name them, Matt. Honcho nachos. I like that. That's what they need to name them. We've got Oppo Taco. We'll just start calling Beck Bombs. If you've got tacos, you can have nachos. Honcho homers. <laughs> I need someone to explain Oppo Taco to me. Like, well, How did it get taco? Just because it rhymes with Oppo? It doesn't even rhyme. I think it rhymes. Oppo Taco? That rhymes. No. I think it does. It doesn't. It doesn't like. It doesn't perfectly rhyme. No, it does not. I think that. Yes, I'm pretty sure that rhymes. I think. It, I think it's called something when it like it sounds similar, but it's not. It doesn't rhyme. Pass. I don't know the answer to that. Pass and grass. That rhymes. But the the only thing you're changing. 
that's that's oh taco oppo so anything with o at the end rhymes depends <laughs> is it does it sound is it is the sound the same at the end is because can, can o's be pronounced like, different oppo you know, rhymes with oppo that's that's the same i i i feel like a crazy person right now dude i've had four people try to facetime me in the last like a minute get them on the show it's riley you don't want him on the show i do want him on the show i want to get his sports takes <laughs> oh god the predators are awesome <laughs> i'd like to hear how he thinks his fantasy team did because he didn't look at it so i'd like to hear what uh, he thinks happened oh he's trash i've been telling chad we're gonna get him on the show and he hadn't he hadn't come on so i'll have chad on the show when he gets good at betting how about that well then we're never having him on that's <laughs> That's not fair. Oh man, I can't wait for Florida. What about Chad Zucker being professional get back coach? Ah, dude, he's solid at it too. Doesn't he have to grab? That's the most impressive part. He doesn't even touch guys. Yeah, he's just a force. He's a guy you see walk out there and you know, all right, game over. Yeah. All right. And, I need to and he did it without. And he did it without the mustache. That's that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Because the mustache is like a universal sign for this guy doesn't put up with shit well it's like a it's like a push broom they're just pushing it <laughs> yeah pushing exactly it out. exactly i've noticed my dog has been more attentive to me since i've i've grown this out since i shaved so it takes you more seriously yeah it's just like birdies giving that look oh, i can't even see him right now he's, he's laying on the floor he's got a whole nice bed behind him he's just laying on the floor nice but no i was gonna say though joey from tampa he's gonna have family in town I, I don't know if I'd want to mess with a man like that when he's got family in town the way he played this weekend. That's a good point. And kept it going last night. I mean, he got that SEC Player of the Week award, and he was like, I'm just going to show y'all I'm going to win it this week too. Yeah, why not, re- why not repeat? You got it once. Yeah. Let's, let's go get it twice. That yeah. was fun. That was a lot of fun. I uh, I like what you mentioned about him being in the two-hole. I uh, – you know, we talked about that, I believe, on Friday night. It's Tennessee's in desperate need of of somebody consistent in that two hole. Not only just someone that's consistent, but someone consistently there. Yeah. And I, I think that I think that would add a ton to, you know, you get a. I mean, how nice would it be to get a guy like Jordan Beck up with with a man or two on base in the in the bottom of the first? What does yeah, that absolutely. do? What does that do to the rest of the game? And I know you, you know, saw Saturday. Yes, exactly. <laughs> So I, I would love to see that, um, and and it, it would just like I said, getting getting some consistency there because Jarrell has never been. You know why he's been in the game? He's been strong in the lineup. Sure, this was his best weekend, but this would have been anybody's best weekend if you put his numbers on any player in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not like this was just uh, this wasn't otherworldly for him. This is just otherworldly for a baseball player. Yeah, and so I, I think. Now, if he's playing, you know, maybe he should have already been there anyways, but now if he's playing like this, it's almost like, can he even be denied? Yeah, I mean, I mean, the only thing is, like, he's got the power, so do you want to keep him behind some of those other guys? But, dude, like like you mentioned, that two-hole has been so inconsistent, and if you can get more guys on base, roll with it. Yeah, I mean, he's a guy that I need to look up at the stats and, and really pay attention to it. But he seems like he's definitely in the top two or three in guys in, in 
in strikeouts. Like he does not strike out very often. Well, that's I mean that's another thing for a lot of this team. A lot of this team has, you know, batting average is pretty good across the board, but on base percentage is real strong. Um, you, you know, we t- we talked about how Tuesday and Friday was just abnormal for Tennessee. Um, swinging at balls they don't normally swing at. You know, the, the pop outs not not barreling up balls like they normally do, but this team gets on base. Um, you know, whether it be base on balls or, or getting hits and, and, you know, they benefit from the occasional error that that one last night, Bellarmine had that uh, they all, they were almost able to get out of the inning and that second baseman just, well, I don't know what he was doing, um, but they, they get on base and yeah, they benefit from errors sometimes, but that's baseball. So yeah, I mean, getting a guy there that can get you on base and may, maybe get your leadoff runner into, you know, on the third definitely get him into scoring position. Um, not, not a guy that's going to ground out in double plays off. And that's for sure. Yeah. He's a, he's third in starters and strikeouts. He's got 18 on the year um, out of 121 at bats. The only people that have less than him is Jared Dickey and Drew Gilbert. And both those guys have played less games than he has. So. Makes sense. <clears throat> Pretty solid. Yeah, Joey. I'd love I'd love to see Jarrell have another great weekend. Um, he definitely you can you can tell that dude's worked a ton, um, especially in the field. And I mean, if you get Tennessee lost the the infield they had like, pretty much the entire infield outside of Luke Lipsius Luke Lipsius here. Um if Jake Rucker continues playing Jake Rucker, I was referencing last year's infield. Um if Trey Lipscomb and, and Jarrell Ortega continue the way they've been playing the last two weeks you're going to have an argument for having one of the best infields in, you know, in the SEC again. Yeah, absolutely. And, and those two guys were the two guys that we talked about the most um, in that Georgia Southern series. And mm-hmm. for them to, to have the years that they have, Jarrell's kind of picked it up lately, but, but Trey has been pretty consistent throughout the entire year. Um, and that, that's just huge for this lineup. When <clears throat> it was kind of question marks coming into the season, like what do you look at Look like in the infield, second base, third base, you know, completely new guys there as starters. Um, we didn't even – we thought Trey would be the starter at third base. We had no clue who was going to be the starter at second base. Mm-hmm. And yep. those two guys have been phenomenal for – I mean, that when you look at it, like you kind of understand why Tennessee was so low in the preseason polls. Like you just didn't know. Yeah, um, I, I mean, obviously some people had them ranked way too low. But right. there were a lot of questions, question marks. Mm-hmm. We also didn't know Drew Beam existed in the capacity that he did before the season. <laughs> they don't know, but now they know. They don't. And that was, you know, I hadn't, I know we've talked about it a lot, but I mean, I guess that hadn't been said a ton um, until I can't remember who mentioned it, but every single, which may be the, you know, won't be the story of this weekend, but every single starting pitcher for Tennessee is a newcomer. Mm-hmm. Dolander transfer from uh, Georgia Southern and then the two freshmen. I mean, that's just – that's insane. And everybody's underclassmen. Yeah. Seacrest, he was a uh, freshman last year, so he's just a sophomore. Blade's a sophomore. Um, I think Blade is, is draft eligible going into this draft uh, just because of his age, but – a lot of young talent in this <clears throat> pitching rotation, and you get a lot of it back next year. I'm gonna be fired up for next year. We got a, we still got a lot of work to do this year. 
got to slow down. Yeah, we got to slow down. I can't wait for the uh, watch party. See, and that's that's the thing. You got to yeah, I, I got to get in the stadium for the Super Regional this year that Tennessee inevitably hosts. But um, that watch party is going to be fun too. Yeah, absolutely. Not that I want to see it go three games, but uh, Tennessee fans would show up for game three. But you want to see it go three games? No, I'd, I'd love – oh, God, especially if it's LSU again. I was looking at <laughs> pictures today of the um, uh, of the Super Regional, the cel- celebration pictures, and I was like, man, why did all those people in, – uh, it was down the left field line – or not down the left field line, but right behind the uh, away dugout. I was like, man, why those all those people leave while we're still celebrating? Oh, that was the that was the LSU section. That thing was cleared <laughs> out in the eighth. <laughs> yeah, that's how Alabama got on Sunday. That was nice. Also, there was one Alabama fan on Friday night that he, man, he he lived it up. Shout out to him. He he got every bit of his weekend's money worth. He wouldn't shut up. He was he was all about it. So you know, credit to him. One and two ain't bad against the number one team in the country. There you go. One and two yeah. ain't bad. Celebrate that. That's a loser mentality. See, you know, series wins are better, but I mean, getting a game's fun too, I guess. Right. It's probably Jeffrey's, Jeffrey, Jeffrey's dad or something. Probably. All right. A little recruiting. Yeah, God, dude. I know I'm getting too fired up for way too many things right now. Yeah, and I, and there was some news <laughs> today regarding NIL and. I don't know like the extent of it, <clears throat> but apparently the governor ruled that like I guess coaches can be at NIL events. So. Right, which I don't understand why the governor needed to rule on that. I don't understand why they couldn't before. It's very, it's all very confusing to me. Yeah, yeah. I just don't. I don't. Whatever. Cool. I guess. I mean. I think what, I think what that's going to be is is that coaches can be involved even though they're not supposed to but it seems like it's that's what it's gearing toward. Right and and well I think more so than I think they they're they probably still can't necessarily broker deals um but they can work with like Spire and stuff like that and and I think too I think it's going to be a great recruiting tool. Um like you know oh you you may not get a big deal ever you may not get a big deal out the gate but we're going to do it together. Like I'm going to help you. I'm going to show up to, to alumni hall with you. Um, it's going to like, we're going to make it, we're going to get you some money. We're going to, you know, you can't do this at any other school. And I'm sure there's going to be other, you know, deals in place at some other sec schools where they can do the same thing. Um, but for now it doesn't seem like it's across the board. So I think it's just another way that you can go on the road and tell guys, this is how we can, this is how Tennessee can support you where other people can. Right. Yeah. It's a good thing. I mean, alumni, alumni don't hall know exactly packed. what it means, but it's a good thing. Right. Right. <laughs> alumni hall is packed. Um, I can't imagine that line of Tony V shows up with, I know Beck, Lipscomb, uh, Russell, I guess Gilbert probably was there too. And that line was pretty insane. It probably just, you know, grows exponentially if Tony Vitello is there. Oh, for sure. Uh, or, or any, like any Frank Anderson, if he just, He's never going to do that. But if he popped up, like, people would go there just to, like, shake his hand or, or have a ball signed or, or something like that. So. After Saturday, we need to get Randy Boyd involved in some NIL deals, maybe get Frank Anderson on some some pet safe, invisible fence stuff. Like, hey, man, this is your this is your line. You no, we're, we're, we're done with Randy Boyd. He <laughs> had his NIL deal. I was playing at Smoky Stadium, so. 
His wooden bat idea that that was terrible. No, <laughs> he's canceled for now. Stay away from the baseball team. Well, uh, let him let him try his pet safe stuff first. Outland, like let, let's see if we can get Frank Anderson a, a deal there, and and then we'll go. All right, we'll we'll see. <laughs> um, but yeah, a big recruit, another big recruit in the boat for Tennessee. Seemed to got some momentum going. They land their uh their second overall. Or, or yeah, second highest rated recruit in this class so far, and uh, four star edge rusher Caleb Herring, brother of um, twenty twenty two signee Elijah Herring out of Riverdale in Murfreesboro. Um, I mentioned he's a four star. He's six five, um, <clears throat> two oh six, six five and a half, two oh six. Um, number one player in the Tennessee top fifty player. Um, so, man, I mean, this, this is a big pickup for Tennessee. And a defensive guy. Defensive guy, a position that you you can't have enough edge rushers. You can't. Okay. It's, with this day and age, with the the passing and, you know, how important the quarterbacks are, edge rushers are, are not as important as quarterbacks, but they're pretty damn close. Right. Um, Got to have those guys on your defense to, to make a difference and – um, it's the first time Tennessee's had the top player in Tennessee since 2020, and that was uh, Key Lawrence, which didn't end up at Tennessee very long. But uh, you know, I, I like this pickup. It, it is, you know, you got Elijah. He's made some noise in the spring. So having two brothers in state that, that were, you know, some of the top players in the state that, that's that's really cool to see. I mean, Tennessee had two signees. And one was Elijah last in last year's signing class. You already have five committed in, in this year's. So uh, making the state a priority, building those relationships, and it, it seems to be paying off. Absolutely. Absolutely. Love to see it. Love the in-state stuff. Get that ball rolling. Um, you know, and I know you can't blame it entirely on Josh Heupel and his staff. You know, the lack of in-state, tough coming in first year, trying to do that. And 2022 wasn't a grand year either, but starting out looking good in 2023 and um, better late than never. Yeah, for sure. Better late than never. Um, anything else you want to hit on for recruiting? Let's, let's talk more football. Yeah, let's get to football. Uh, don't have anything else for recruiting. I mean, it just seems like Tennessee's got some momentum. It, it seems like everybody um, is putting Tennessee in their top five, six. Um, it, it just seems like Tennessee is a cool school, even if you, you know, maybe you're not, um, you know, that's not the school you end up going to, it, you know, you at least want to come visit and see what it's about because, you know, it seems, you know, everybody else is about it. So really cool to see and get some of that momentum. And, um, I don't know, man, Josh Heibel has just something about him. I know we're, I know, we're, <laughs> I know you're kind of, yeah, you're, you're still kind of juries out a little bit, but I mean, I, I mean, you kind of listen, I, I love the momentum. You, you can't argue the jury is not out still. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I agree. It, but it, it just seems like he's he's low-key. Like, he doesn't – like, the, nothing that he does just bothers me. Oh, no, not at all. I mean – And maybe I'm I saying think... it differently if he's gone. But, you know, all, all the people <laughs> that said, he, you know, he couldn't recruit or anything like that, I mean, that – it just doesn't seem very true. Yeah, right. Like, I mean, like you said, if he was maybe it changed if he's gone, but I'm, I'm really trying to think of something that would frustrate me if he was fired right now. 
obviously probably the circumstances of that would, you know, whatever that would be. But I think you talk about, you know, it's hard to be, it's hard to be a coach on your side. Job, coaching jobs are never won in press conferences ever. Um, right. They can only be lost. And, and I mean, talking about like some losses and, you know, sometimes that I haven't agreed with what he's done. It's like, it's hard to, it's hard to look at him and be like, that's, that was, that was not fun. Um, you know, I don't, you know, that makes me nervous. So something like that. It, it nothing's been alarming to me. So I, I just, I love the way I, I love the way he handled the old Miss stuff and, and how you respond to that. Um, as far as the situation that happened, but I, like, I just felt like it wasn't an over the top answer. It wasn't a butch, butchism. Like he didn't bring, he didn't try to make some slogan off of it. He just, he was just straight up and what he thought of it and thought of the situation and um, kind of said like, I would have probably done the same thing if I was in your shoes. So got a little yeah. bit of that got tossed in without directly saying that. So I, I like Josh Hypo a lot. I think there's still a lot of questions to be answered, but the fact of the matter is he's gotten the number one quarterback um, in the 2023 class. He's done a lot with what he's been dealt. And I think that's, you know, it's, it's kind of tough. Looking back at the season, I'm like, I think he did what he probably should have done, knowing what you know about every team. Um, but I think there's still, were, you know, there were still some big wins there. And Pitt's first, like a game like Pitt, that you probably could have won if you start the right guy. Um, but nobody knew he was the right guy. Probably knew Milton was the wrong guy. But you didn't know he was the right guy. So it's just, it's, it's really tough. And um, I know a lot of people, me included, wanted to see Harrison Bailey. Well, it seems like, Seems like you got the right guy out of the three in the QB room that started the year last year. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, um, it's tough. Like I said, jury's still out. <laughs> I can I can make a I can make a case for Josh Heupel. I don't know if I can make a case against Josh Heupel right now. So I'll say yeah. that right okay. now, man. Right, right now, man's getting acquitted. Okay. <laughs> so. Yeah, <laughs> he's getting the job done. He's he's doing all the right things. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm gotta, very. We just got to win. We got to build build on next season. Josh Heupel got me to pay a donation this year. Okay. All right. Let's just, let's put that on the table. Butch Jones also got you to do that. Nope. Never paid a donation with Butch oh, Jones. Oh, that's right. You're grandfathered in, but you would. So this year with Danny White. I don't know, man. I I don't know. You would have done it with Dooley. No, not in 2012. Not a chance. Oh, yeah. I think everyone saw the writing on the wall in 2012. Your, your orange goggles were all over your face. <laughs> I mean, if we're going to sit here and say it'd be hard for Caleb Mitchell to give up his family season tickets, yeah, 100%. Okay. But, I mean, if you're telling me to buy it on a, you know, put it on a coat. If, if you slap that donation there in front of me in 2012 with Derek Dooley leading the way, I, I don't know. Now, if you're telling me Dooley's first year in 2010, yeah, it, it happens. Even though, you know, you're not happy with the hire, I'll still do it. But, yeah, he's giving me a reason to believe. I like it. Believe the hype. For sure. Um, let's talk about the schedule a little bit. So we mentioned Thursday, you know, starting off things on Thursday night against Ball State. I don't know anything about them. That should be a team that you roll over. Um, but Pitt, I think Pitt's a, a really interesting team. They get a – you know, they lose Kenny Pickett. They had a ton of super seniors. Um, but it's still a team that people think is supposed to be pretty good. They got uh, Keaton Slovis from from USC to, you know, he's not going to be Kenny Pickett, but right. I think he's he's a decent enough quarterback that he could give you some trouble if you know you don't get things figured out on the back end of your defense. 
Yeah, I think that's going to be the big thing coming into this year. Like when you see teams like Florida who's struggling right now, um, you know, things not going <clears throat> Billy Napier's way early on. Teams like LSU, um, I mean, even Kentucky. And you're like, ah, you know, Tennessee should probably, you know, Tennessee has a great chance to beat them. Still a lot of questions in the secondary that go unanswered that make you, you know, weary about putting that, slapping a win on that or anything like that. Right. Yeah. And you have some, um, you know, you don't get a great draw with at LSU and then you got to play it, of course, Alabama every year. I think that's a great freaking draw. What do you mean? I mean, it is because we get to go, but. Would you rather play uh, yeah. LSU uh, or well, Mississippi? And, it, and, it, and it's at LSU the week before. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, week before Alabama. So, yeah, no, I agree. I mean, but that's really the only, like, grueling part of your schedule, no? Yeah, I mean, Florida, LSU, Alabama, yeah. Florida, you got an off week between Florida and LSU. That's true. Yeah, you do have a, a bye week in there. Um and then, and yeah. then you get the then you get you know the standard conference schedule to finish out the year. But when you look at it, I mean, it's it's Kentucky, Georgia, so that, that'll be a tough you know two weeks. Can I I think Tennessee Kentucky rivalry is at the point. I think they're all going to be close. I, I'm so I mean besides Tennessee's blowout 19, which was just absurd, um, and and came at the hands of the worst quarterback in probably SEC history. I don't know if you could find an SEC quarterback with worse statistics. It would be He's hard the to do. Best kept secret in the NFL draft. I don't know <laughs> That's what very you're talking true. about. <laughs> very true. Um, but I think you know, unless Tennessee breaks away, I don't think it's going to be Kentucky because they've had the best years in their football history and they haven't done it. Um, and I'm just not counting on quarter or corduroy is not the right word. Khaki khaki man to do it. Um, you know, I I don't see them breaking away. So unless Tennessee just does something, and that's not to say Tennessee can't blow them out. You look at them offensively; they have the ability to score a lot of points. Um, but yeah, I, so that, that part's pretty tough, but then you go Missouri, South Carolina, Vanderbilt, Missouri's not played well back half the season, um, you know, under, you know, under MIT over there and then South Carolina, I, I full, fully expect Spencer Rattler to completely implode and implode the team by November 19th. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> back after the schedule isn't, isn't here. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Have them implode. The, the the signs, like the red flag of a guy with problems is going, I've changed. I've well, changed. November like 19th, it's going to be a little cold. Like, how, how does he deal with cold? Well, it's probably his wide receiver's fault, so. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Or Lincoln Riley's fault. I just, I love to, and I'm not saying Lincoln Riley handled that QB situation like the best, because I don't think he did. But we're talking about a guy who's coached multiple Heisman winning quarterbacks, and all of a sudden he couldn't get a ride with Spencer Rattler. Sounds like a him problem. And then you expect me. So Lincoln Riley is the problem. It's it's not yeah. Spencer Rattler. And then you expect Daddy's boy to get it right with him. Get out of here. <clears throat> yeah, how embarrassing was their spree game? Well, their intro was equally embarrassing. They're just not like I don't They're get the high. They're not good. No, Lincoln <laughs> Rattler. Could be a Heisman type quarterback, and they won't be that good. No, they won't. He's there's no. I would have Will Levis a hundred times out of a hundred over Spencer Rattler. Oh yeah, especially as it stands today. I mean, turnover prone in the Big Twelve. Are you kidding me? Yeah, he's going to get destroyed. What happens when he has to hand the ball off three times in a row? Is he even going to come back on the field? Probably not. 
uh, he damn sure ain't going to go under center. Right. Listen, I'll say the same thing I said about JG when he sat on the bench against Tech. I'm sure a lot of that was Butch Jones' fault. I'm sure he probably lied to him before the game, so they were probably going to change out series or something. But you don't have to be a little pouty crybaby about it. Where's that going to get you? Right. Spencer Rattler, I'm sure he's had coaches and things not go his way and people lie to him. And I'm sure Lincoln Riley, like I said, didn't handle that situation the best. But that doesn't change the fact that he's a crybaby about it. Mm-hmm. Hey, Beamer Ball. Beamer Ball. Yeah, he'll get it done. Steve Spurrier couldn't, but Shane Beamer will. <laughs> How long was Spurrier at South Carolina? I don't I have no idea. And he's their winning as coach. And Is I he feel really? like Yeah, and I feel like it wasn't very long. I mean, fine very long. I feel like it was probably pretty close to like eight years, I want to say, something like that. I'm gonna really? look it up. I mean, he was there for a while. He was there for a while. But to be their winningest coach, that's insane. He was there for 10. I almost said 10, but I was thinking his last year for some reason was in 13, and I knew that wasn't true, and I knew he wasn't there in 2003. That's 10 years. That's longer than I thought it was. Yeah. No, I knew it was kind of – I knew it was a pretty long time. But, yeah, that's – and then they – I mean, just top of just absolute – I can't find a better word for it, so shit show South Carolina is – they hired Will Muschamp after he failed at Florida, one of the easiest places at six. It's one of the easiest places to be successful in the SEC and the SEC East, and he was terrible. Where did and they hire him? End up? Is he coaching? The better question is where did Dan Mullen's wife end up? <laughs> he is. I mean, he's probably an analyst somewhere. It doesn't doesn't have him listed as anywhere, but that doesn't make it so. Oh, that man's ta- that man's taking it off. He got the <laughs> buyout money. Well, when you put on a Darth Vader mask in a press conference, you're pretty much telling everyone that I'm I, I need a mental health break. <laughs> Cousin Eddie. Yeah, shooters full. Man, is, you think he's still wearing Jordans? Probably. See, that's another thing out about. So Tony Vitello wears Jordans. Looks like a G. Um, and then you got Coach Heupel in the Air Force Ones. It doesn't feel forced. Like, Dan Mullen looks like he does not want to be well, he has to show him off, like, every time. Yeah. It's like no one – no. I mean, it's just cringe. Like, would, it, would, he be, would he be wearing them if Jordan wasn't a sponsor? That's my question. And if the answer is no, then he's not a, then he's not a Jordan's guy, and he shouldn't be wearing them. Right. Um, Brian. Brian Kelly. God, what a... I mean, just talking about cringe, I don't know how good they're going to be. I mean, it is at LSU. I know that's a hard place to play at, but they got Jaden Daniels, and they'll have Miles My- Brennan. Um, Jaden Daniels had a great freshman year at Arizona State. After that, he's kind of been trash. Um, so, I know he's probably the favorite to win that job, but I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what LSU is really going to look like. I know they lost some guys in the transfer portal, but – you know, it's easy to, to recruit to LSU. Right. So Tennessee will play three new SEC coaches this year. That's pretty <clears> – <throat> seems pretty crazy. Okay. I don't know if anybody will play anymore, but – Who is it? Me. Uh, Billy Napier, Brian Kelly, and uh, – oh, shoot. No, I was counting – I was counting Shane Beamer. That's not oh, right. Okay. Gotcha. So just two. Just two. Gotcha. And then I don't know if – I mean, that's SEC. I had no idea what Ball State, Akron, and – 
UT Martin's situation. Florida's not going to be good, right? My only holdup with Florida is there there is still talent on that roster. Like any way you slice it, I. And then you do have the momentum of a first year head coach. You play him early in the season. I think Florida is still a good team. Like it'll finish middle to upper end of the SEC East. I don't know how good. I'm with you. I don't think they'll be very good, but I think they'll still be fine. Yeah, I think that pit in that Florida game is the the games you're like, if you can be four and zero going into LSU, I think you got a pretty good chance to be really good. Oh yeah, and you get Alabama at home. You got Florida at home too. Sign me up. Sign me up for that environment. Sign me up for that tailgate. Because that game will no, that game we were freaking we still have CBS, don't we? Is this last year? Make it at Danny White. I think LSU is supposed to be a night game, though, if that makes you if, feel any better. A little bit better. Danny White, if Tennessee is 4 0, 5 0 going into Alabama, that game better be at 7 p.m. I want the loudest, drunkest, most obnoxious fans in the country. I want Nick Saban to whine about how this environment is just not good for football. This isn't how it's supposed to be played. There are rules, unwritten rules, whatever. I want it. So quit asking. <laughs> I want it all. And I want some good officials. I don't know how we get that, especially against Alabama. But I Yeah, want easy. You're asking, asking for a lot. There. <laughs> yeah. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, easy on that. All right. I'll take a three thirty game and good officiating. All right, Tennessee win. You can only have one. Yeah, I know. I'll take a three thirty. I I got a question though. Okay. Tennessee can only have one. An SEC championship or win over Alabama. So that means you lose to Georgia in the regular season. Do you still go to the college football playoff? I guess possible. You have to have the right. Everything else has to work out, but we can't decide that. So that's, but that's on the line. You know, it's on the line because oh, you're on the bubble. Nuts. I, I, I want to go to the big, I want to go to the big one. I'd love to beat Alabama, but hey, we lose to them every year. I'm kind of used to it by now. L- let's get to the college football playoff. What if Alabama gets in because they're Alabama? So they're, you know, two lost teams, sneak in, you're an SEC champ, and you lose to Alabama in the college football playoff because you can't beat Alabama that year. Nowhere you can, can you beat Alabama. There's no way they get in. Well, uh, we do play LSU. A&M. A&M beats them, goes to the SEC championship game. So they're a two-loss team. You know they get in somehow. This is my scenario. I can do what I want. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I guess in that instance, if, if you if you can guarantee that you're not going to win a national championship. I can't. Yeah, I guess you could. Yeah, you could guarantee that. Okay. So you take the win over Alabama, lost to Georgia. Maybe you lose to Alabama again in the national in the college football playoff. Yeah. Or maybe oh maybe maybe that's how you win the national championship. Beat you Alabama. You get in as a one loss team when you get another win over Alabama. Oh, we go two and zero in Bama against Bama and win a natty. <laughs> Dude, they're never Bama, living that. Two and zero, two and zero against Bama. We still lose the national championship game. Oh god. Either way, either way, we lose the national championship game for Tennessee. <laughs> I mean, so we play a team like Michigan or somebody yeah. that's not even that great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That sucks. We lose to Ohio State and Urban Meyer comes back from um, the grave. Finger and blondes. Yeah. Same thing. Middle of the game. He's he's at a Columbus bar 
and they, Ron Day calls them up for, to coach the second half, and they beat Tennessee. That's Spencer Ryler's dream, right? Is to be Urban Meyer. <laughs> I mean, that's what he was trying to do in, in um, QB oh, health right? issues. Yeah, and health issues. I want to know what he got expelled for. I I know. I'd like to know. Well, we we speculate. We don't know for sure. Man, that man was. Well, I've heard some. I've heard a few different rumors. I've heard one consistent rumor, but only that man was just bumping in the bathroom. Oh, so that's a rumor you heard? Yeah, I heard it's drug related. That's the one I've heard the most often. I heard it was he got caught. Would that get you expelled? Would that get you expelled though? Bro, you can't be just balls deep in somebody in the in the (laughs) in the girl's bathroom. Well, the girls might change it. But I don't know if that gets you expelled. I mean, unfortunately, I, I know, like, I've heard a lot of stories of, of things like that, and you know, they're just suspended. It he probably was, wasn't he was his first offense either. Expel- <laughs> Does that man not have a car? I don't know. <laughs> Listen, girls that'll do stuff like that with you in the in the restaurant school ain't girls you want to be doing that to at all. <laughs> Players didn't get paid back then. Listen, I, I think if. I think it's clear Spencer Rattler's decision making just isn't on par. So, good luck, Shane Beamer. Good luck. All right, one last question about this: Vanderbilt's gonna be terrible. <clears throat> they can't even win a spring game. Um, <laughs> Georgia, how good are they? God, dude. I mean, they lost a lot. I, they had kept a lot though. Is my argument. I, I mean, they're going to be very good. I, I don't know how good. I think it's with the transfer portal. I think it's really, really hard to really. I think if you pick the national championship right now, you're insanely lucky. You're not very smart. I think you're insanely lucky. So I don't know the like I. Georgia is the, probably the favorite to win the SEC. Georgia is the favorite to win the SEC East. Thanks to I think a lot of teams not being their best. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I would favor them to win the SEC. I don't favor them to win the college football playoff just because what you said. They do lose a lot. They did, they kept a lot though. They're going to be very very good. They're probably Stetson in the college Bennett's football still playoff. Stetson Bennett's still quarterback though. <sighs> Stetson Bennett. I mean, I hate it, dude. I hate it. But he won a national championship. I know that defense helped a lot. He did. I mean, how bad is that? Look, how bad does that kind of make offensive coordinators or even Kirby Smart look when you've had it so? much more talent at that position and haven't done anything with it. Or was this just the perfect storm? You had to kind of balance it. You had to have a a game manager where he wasn't going to turn the football over. I mean, I think you could have had any quarterback on for this defense, if we're going to be honest. So I'm not giving all the credit to Stetson Bennett, but I mean, yeah, maybe, you know, there is something to playing good, efficient football when you have a defense like that. And, you know, a lot of people want to say that it's funny. You know, I said it. Nick Saban talks about how the games change and how he had to adapt. If he wanted to win like that, he could. Like he has the pieces 100%, 100%. to do it. And, and not that the offense was just completely lousy. You know, they had to make big plays. They had to, they had to win some games. But that, that was not the offense that has won the national championship the last three years. No. So. Uh, they're very, they're very good. I mean, that's the bottom line. I hope. Tennessee yeah, I, I think that defense oh. takes a step back. I mean, they they lose a ton. LeCount, and they lose Nicobe Dean. That that it doesn't front. It doesn't help Stetson Bennett. I'll say that. Yeah, 
things don't get easier for him. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I definitely they don't they don't beat Alabama next year. I'll say that. Okay. I mean, Alabama still is the best player in the country. Oh, I, I don't disagree. I just – they're going to play in the SEC championship game if they play. And it's not Bryce Young. Oh, who are you going with? Um, God, what's his name? Edge rusher. Mm. Why are you asking me questions about defense? This is remember what Nick Saban said. I don't know why I can't think it was Will Anderson. Okay, all right. So defense is going to win another championship, is what I heard. <laughs> he he's the best player in college football. He should have won a Heisman. Oh, don't give the committee any more ideas. Don't. <laughs> I mean, they just slapped what's his name from Michigan in there for fun. <clears throat> yeah, he was, and that's that's blasphemy. Yeah, maybe Will Anderson. Sh- Maybe he doesn't win the Hosman, but he's better than Aiden Hutchinson. I'll say that. Way better. Can't argue with that. All right. Anything else you want to mention for the schedule, or uh, we're ready to get to some segments? Yeah, let's get to some segments. Get you, get you guys out of here. So we'll do this. Uh, most important of the week. I've got the Lady Vols. I've hey, got the Lady Vols, but on the daddy. What a long day, my guy. Oh shoot! Well, you did it, by the way, not me. Did I put? What did I put? Most important and fail. Oh, I didn't change it on the thing, but I sent it to you. Yeah. You may have sent it to me. You may have sent Damn it to me. So. I copy from Twitter when I when I post the show. I copy from Twitter. Well, but, um, okay. No, you're good. You're good. I mean, no. Listen, you messed up. Um, happens to the best <laughs> of us. We just got to rebound. We got to rebound. Listen, we got to work through our mistakes. It's fine. Um, all right, well, uh, stupidity then. I'll do one most important because I think this is hilarious. Memphis in their game, did you see this? I don't think I did. All the fans are chanting, um, whoop that trick in their arena. Is this 2008? <laughs> I don't know. But I listened to it. It would get me hot too. I, I mean, I understand. <laughs> I'll send you the video and you can go watch it. It's 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 good. Um my my most important was gonna be the the Lady Balls. Um okay. are they not playing tonight? They are playing tonight. I don't know what the score is. It's not updating. Um but dude the the, the mommy has the dad then it's just electric stuff, man. <laughs> electric. I love it. I'm trying to pull up the, the game right now. Um I'm glad you I guess stupidity. I was going to be a fail, obviously. Did you see that video I tweeted today? What did you of say? The, the tackle. Did you see that video of the tackle I tweeted? Oh, yeah, today? I did see that. Oh, my gosh, dude. I Listen, great form. Um, You know, Dave, Dave Van Horn would have been proud. I'm going to have to look up the actual team names. I can't remember who it was. It was two Texas, like two small Texas schools. Um. I mean, that's a personal foul targeting. That's, um, you know. North Central and Weatherford? I don't know. That's an ejection. Well, here's what I don't understand. Charge. I mean, it's so many things in one. That's better than throwing a fastball on someone's head, if we're just going to be 100% honest. So if you're okay 
that, then you should be rooting on the tackle. Because the guy get the guy got up from that and jogged to home or jogged to first. I mean, jogged to home, not to first. Jogged to home plate. He touched home plate after that. We're not carrying him out. He's not concussing out for the next game. Well, that guy knew he was coming out anyway after that bomb he gave up. So, <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'll take myself <laughs> out. Let's do this. Right. I also yeah. want to know what he. Well, I mean, I'm sure he had a, a righteous bat flip, but he obviously said something around in second. I'd like to know what he said. Not that I think it makes it okay. I'd just like to know what he said, personally. Head on a swivel What'd at all times. <laughs> For real. How great would that boot have been if he would have seen him coming and, like, just like a freaking Madden stop juke? <laughs> yeah, just a lady. Seeing that guy slide, <laughs> slide that into the dugout. <laughs> also, shout out to the coaching staffs for not letting that escalate. I don't know how an entire team gets out of the dugout and a fight doesn't erupt. So shout out to that coaching staff. Oh, dude, that's one of my teammates. We're going to war. I mean, the coaching staff was on the ball, so credit to them. I, I was impressed. I will say this. If Josh Elon grabbed me up and said stop, I would stop immediately. <laughs> <laughs> He's a big dude. He is a big dude. He's a big guy. I also liked, I think it was Diamond Balls tweeted out today the uh, about how Coach Elander is undefeated in SEC play. And he it's time to, time to get rid of Tony V. <laughs> 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 they were joking, guys. They were they were joking. So. Yeah. He is 3-0. You can't, you can't deny it. That, that's padding the resume right there. Yeah, you're right. You're right. For coaching waiting, right? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Also, can we get a third paid assistant? Nothing against Richard. Nothing. I love Richard. Been in front of the pod, but I need Kiv back on campus, man. I mean, it's fun to see him talk from afar, but well, let's get man. four paid assistants. All right, I'm in. You got me. <laughs> Sign me up. Just keep this puppy rolling. Sign I mean, it's it's really not fair when you look at the amount of kids that are on this uh, like a baseball roster, and then you have like coach the player ratio and and football i mean it's not even close and i and i don't understand how you can have paid analysts in football and i know they're not supposed to be allowed to like i don't think they're supposed to interact with players but like you saw butch jones talking to players on the sidelines on he espn he was smoking a cigar with them i mean jesus is there which by the way butch jones favorite cigars this is a true story are cigarillos so if you need to know how bad that man's taste is his favorite cigars if you ask him are cigarillos so, good God, moron. Yeah. The highest paid man in the state of Tennessee was smoking cigarillos or highest paid public employee for shits and gigs. Should have been. I have, I have more respect than that. Actually, I'm going to get some cigar. Are you going to smoke a cigar with me? This? Oh, you can't. I can't. No, I can't. Dadgummit. We did beat Alabama, but it's not in football. <laughs> not the same. It's not the same. Not the same. No, I mean, no offense to the baseball program. It's not tradition. We do it often. I don't, we don't need to. So, yeah. You have some uh, Tennessee's down five to two, by the way, in the bottom of the sixth. Runner on first, one out. So I did think this is hilarious. DeMarcus Cousins was asked, um, what did Sacramento do for me? Besides say my name on draft day, I did more for them than they did for me. That's just being honest, just being 100% honest. I don't know why I had to say that twice, but 
I guess for dramatic effect. Um, had two owners, three GMs, seven coaches in seven years. I was there seven years. Again, said that twice, but dramatic effect. Um, first of all, him having to repeat himself, he doesn't seem too sure. Um, and then George Carl, his former coach, said, paid you approximately $50 million and gave you the opportunity to play professional basketball for a living. See, I, I, you, I mean, you know I'm going to disagree with what DeMarcus Cousins is saying there. I, oh, yeah, I agree. And I, listen, I mean, I'm not trying to hate on, like, a guy like Brian Maurer who tweeted about it, but you wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for fans and wasn't for organizations. Like, like, there is a coexist. I don't know. It's so just narcissistic to think. You couldn't have this without me. It's so narcissistic. And it's like, dude, what have you done for anybody else? Right. Like, it's, and I it's respect- not like you've been a dominant player in the NBA since you left Sacramento. And, I, I mean, I respect what these guys put in on a daily basis. I, I do. I mean, I, I think they deserve more than the fans. But it just – like, you wouldn't get the privilege if it wasn't for that. Yeah. You weren't even the best player on your college team. Oh. <laughs> uh. I could. I, I when, think I'm gonna do think, my next. When they say Kentucky national championship, who do they think about? Probably Brad Calipari, John Wall. Nothing. Nothing Not earned. Marcus Cousins, John Wall. Every or sorry, every everything earned. Nothing. Nothing given. Everything earned. Right. Tattooed across his chest. Demarcus does. No, Brad Calipari does. No, he does not. I swear to God. I hate that guy. <laughs> That man, that man is like a walk-on. Flew to, I think, like a, I think it was a Drake concert in Toronto on a private jet. And his, yeah, I mean, golly, dude, you just you can't make that crap up. I love it. Not that's why I misspoke. It should be nothing earned, everything given. But I misspoke. Yeah. So he that's did not when he spoke to his tattoo artist. That's all I got too. I'm gonna get out of here. I got some stuff to do. Get ready for this weekend. Gonna finish yeah, up watching. We've this talked game. a lot. This tonight I'm, I'm about to throw up i know i'm thinking we should do a three-hour radio show every day that'd be great serious hit me up shout out <laughs> oh all right guys we appreciate it um landon's gonna be the next bobby bones because we're about to go. hell no don't put that on me <laughs> i just had to with the, the, the what happened today oh, um God. with what happened today i had to I, I'm sorry. I, I'm, I apologize for you. That, that You caught a stray there, Landon. It just needed to be put out there. So, I, By the way, I hate Bobby Bones. I hate Bobby Bones. It's just, I hate, like, I, the only time I see him is he pops up on, like, if I've listened to, like, a certain, inter- like, a certain person be interviewed, it'll pop up that he did an interview with them. And it's terrible. It's always the worst. Gross. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Still the villains. Free Tony. We're bringing the boat in, and we out.